Hey now, we are getting over and I am the Silver King, Adam Silverstein, here to lead you through these hard times. With a special instant reaction edition of your favorite professional wrestling podcast. That's right, getting over is back once again and we are here to discuss some breaking news in the world of professional wrestling as Vince McMahon on Thursday released a statement saying he is planning to return to WWE and seek a sale of the company. Vintage Chris Vanini is here. He will be along momentarily to help me break all of this down. Before we get into it, a quick reminder that this podcast is So do not forget to show a little appreciation. Drop those five-star ratings for us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Take a little extra time, even while you're listening to the show. Leave a five-star written review for us on Apple Podcasts. Tell people why you listen, why they should subscribe. And if you do, we will read that review for you right here live on the show. Also, do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Getting Overcast, not only for episode drops, news and analysis. Hey, we've actually broken a couple things this week, uh, but for highlights and just a lot of fun as we follow professional wrestling in WWE, AEW, and beyond every single week. So Chris, normally this is the part of the show where I would welcome you in. We'd do a little banter, and then we would talk about the main event in the world of WWE or the latest in AEW. That's not what we're doing today. We are jumping right into our instant reaction to this major breaking news. What I'm going to do is I'm going to let you know what happened on Thursday. And then of course I will throw it to Chris and ensure we get his takes as well. So the big story is that Vince McMahon stated Thursday, he has submitted written consent to the WWE board of directors, electing himself, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, both of whom were previously on the board as co-presidents of WWE back into the board in their old positions as directors. Not only that, McMahon is expecting to be placed in the executive chairman role once he is reinstated to the board. Now, he would have to get voted into that position. McMahon can do this because he holds the majority voting power due to the type of stock that he owns in WWE. This allows him to place himself, Barrios and Wilson, on the board, but the rest of the board would still have to hold an election to name him chairman if they so choose. Now, this all comes less than six months, let's not forget, after McMahon resigned from WWE and later retired amid accusations and eventual findings of payouts that he made to women who accused him of sexual misconduct. Let's remember, he paid nearly $20 million in secret settlements to these women just over the last 15 years. Beyond that, are the misconduct allegations. And we have the SEC, not the Southeastern Conference, the Securities Exchange Commission, and federal agents who are still currently investigating all of these payments and further potential improprieties within WWE. Now, between his resignation, which was in July, and now, McMahon sent a letter to the board in late December insisting that he should return to WWE and lead a strategic review of the business ahead of WWE renegotiating media rights contracts for SmackDown and Raw, which Chris and I have previously discussed, will happen this year. The Wall Street Journal on Thursday reports that the board accepted the idea 
of doing a strategic review. And it was even willing to let Vince come back to work with them in that review. But they unanimously agreed he should not be part of the board and he should not return to an active role in the business. And they asked Vince, can you affirm that understanding? And if so, then we will bring you back and do a strategic review. Well, Vince apparently refused, saying the only way he would approve any new media rights deals or even a potential sale of WWE is if he's directly involved and in the role of executive chairman as part of that involvement. Basically, he's holding his voting power over the heads of the WWE board, and he's threatening to tank the stock and the company if he does not return to a position of authority. So look, this obviously is not surprising because it's Vince McMahon after all. But this is an absolutely wild turn of events given the guy has spent decades building WWE into a company that just this past year in 2021, not 2022, 2021, had its first year of revenue in the billions. It declared $1 billion in revenue. And now WWE has a market cap of $5 billion as a business. Now, beyond the fact that he wants to take over as executive chairman, this almost certainly seems to be a cash out and move on scenario for Vince. He believes companies who would pay for WWE media rights now would prefer to own the intellectual property, which puts WWE, he thinks, in a unique position as a candidate for a takeover. And he's definitely right about that. But his contention is the only way WWE can maximize its value is with him in the chair doing the negotiation, which is patently absurd, particularly given the fact that Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, and Paul Levesque were all the ones who recently secured the new deals with Fox and USA Network this past cycle. This is literally a quote from Vince McMahon in his press release. Quote, WWE is entering a critical juncture in its history with the upcoming media rights negotiations coinciding with increased industry-wide demand for quality content and live events and with more companies seeking to own the intellectual property on their platforms. The only way for WWE to fully capitalize on this opportunity is for me to return as executive chairman and support the management team in the negotiations for our media rights and to combine that with a review of strategic alternatives referring to a sale. My return will allow WWE, as well as any transaction counterparties, to engage in these processes, knowing they will have the support of the controlling shareholder. I should also note that the stock jumped between 10 and 15% since the release, and it has another 10% in post-market trading, which obviously has to do with the potential for WWE to be sold more than anything else. So that's the breakdown of the entire deal. And holy shit, Chris, there are a number of areas in which we need to break this down. Now, first and foremost, let me be clear, nothing has happened yet, at least to a degree that it's permanent. And this will require three board members to depart for McMahon, Barrios, and Wilson to rejoin the board. While I do have what I believe is a pretty firm grasp on this situation, one area in which I am completely unclear is whether board members will have to step down and resign on their own accord, or Vince can just remove them. So that's something that probably doesn't matter that much, but we'll have to come back to probably another time when I learn more. But given the board was already unanimous 
in not welcoming Vince back when he made that request. It's quite likely that he is going to be sued if he tries to force this into happening. The United States, for those who are overseas or those who may not know corporate law, have laws in place that prevent majority shareholders from sabotaging companies that they control. They don't just get to operate willy-nilly and do whatever they damn well please. Vince is basically saying here that he's going to hold WWE hostage if he doesn't get his way. And that is fucking absurd. The board will likely try to block this in whatever ways it can, perhaps seeking an injunction as a first method of prevention. Now, beyond that, there is the potential for the board and or the shareholders to sue McMahon directly, as he's basically attempting a hostile takeover of his own company. And given the findings, the allegations against him, and the fact that WWE has been prospering without his involvement, and I don't say that in terms of creative, I'm saying financially and from a business standpoint, Vince's declaration that he must be involved in any media rights deals or a potential company sale, it's thin to say the least. It's laughable to say the most. There is no way you can be an impartial observer of this situation and believe that McMahon is operating in the best interest of WWE shareholders. In fact, it's quite the opposite. He is clearly acting only in his own best interest. And it's actually shocking to some degree beyond that, that Barrios and Wilson would go along with this ploy. He must have offered them a shit ton of money because let's not forget, he fired them to hire Nick Khan. Yep. I mean, Vince is literally saying here, you guys go negotiate. Uh, if you get an incredible media rights deal, you double your money from last year or a sale that's over market value for WWE, good for you. I will squash those deals solely because I am not involved. Claiming if you're Vince McMahon that you're making this move in the shareholder's best interest and then stating that in the same breath, that's patently absurd. And yes, for anyone making such comparisons, this sounds exactly like what Logan Roy would do in succession. He would get forced out somehow, kicking and screaming the entire way, only to turn around a few months later and try to force his way back into Waystar Rorco. So Chris, the comparisons between WWE and Waystar, Vince McMahon, and Logan Roy, they've never been more apt than right now. You just stole my intro. I was going to say. I'm sorry. I succession didn't know season four sounds great <laughs> right now. Woo. Thank you for describing all of that in plain English for everybody to understand. I hope I, I, hope I did. I mean, I hope that you came did. across well. You okay. did. Good. And here's the thing. Vince is not wrong that this is probably the best time to sell the company. Yes. Because of the upcoming media rights deals, which are likely to go up, maybe for the last time. And just the way media consolidation is happening right now, the upcoming potential, the, the actual downturn in the market in general, the ad market may be down. Like this is the probably the best time to sell it. The thing is, the last six months have shown us they are in a better position to sell when he's not involved, mm -hmm. when he's not a part of it. So that is the that is when you're talking basically hold it hostage. That's what it means. By bringing him back and having him be the one to kind of do this, they theoretically probably get less than they would otherwise. Potentially. So yeah. this is crazy. This is absolutely wild. I'm fascinated to know who 
uh, leaked uh, this report to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, <laughs> the same people who leaked the investigations previously. It, it yeah. could be. It could oh, be. Oh, it definitely is. Or it could be, like, I don't know. Like, the, the Wall Street Journal, tremendous reporting. Uh, <laughs> 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 the Wall Street Journal has done tremendous reporting through all of this, being on top of all of this stuff. And this yeah. takes it to a whole new level. I think the reporter who did this story was different than the one, the it ones was. who broke the stories about the payments. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. And if you think WWE was ever going to get sold to NBC or Fox or somebody else, uh, that may or may not be in place. Well, you know. I think it's fair to say that we've talked about a potential sale of WWE ad nauseum here on the podcast. And I actually believe it's fair to say that WWE has always been for sale if the right bidder with the right offer was to emerge. Yes. So this is really no different than it was previously. Now, I do agree with you in that Vince has a point in that this period of time is probably the best possible period for WWE to explore a sale, given much of what he said. He's not wrong in his comments. Where things get ridiculous is him stating that I am the one who must be in charge for WWE to maximize their gains uh, from such a sale or a renegotiation of media rights again when he was not even involved in the last round of media rights negotiations which Nitwitch, Stephanie, and Triple H did with Nick Khan. They're the ones who got WWE back on Fox. They're the ones who got WWE a record sum from USA Network. Triple H himself is the one who got a big money deal, considering what the product is, for NXT as a tertiary you know, TV show, just kind of throwing it into the mix there. So... You're right, Vince isn't wrong that it's a great time to sell. And by the way, beyond what he said, which is that streaming companies are looking for IP and if they do get the IP, they'd prefer to acquire it, right? That's all accurate. We see it with Disney and Marvel and all that Mm -hmm. type of stuff recently happening. But let's not discount that financially right now in the United States, given much of what's happened coming out of the pandemic, and the housing prices going through the roof during that time, it is, some are projecting that there might be a bit of a recession coming to America. And if so, then things like you know acquiring a $5 billion business, certainly uh, that is more corporate than it is mom and pop or you know son and daughter, people in mainstream America just kind of going around trying to buy homes and, and pay for college and do all that type of stuff. But if people start tightening belts and they have less money to spend, then companies like uh, Comcast Universal, NBC Universal, I should say, may say, hey, you know what? Why are we going to go spend $5 billion on WWE right now when people may stop paying for our streaming service? We may just want to do the media rights negotiations and not go ahead and buy the company. But Vince McMahon, using the concept of a potential sale, along with the media rights negotiations, as an excuse to show shoehorn himself back into the company, that is just rich. So look, I'm not here saying WWE will or will not be sold in the coming year. Just that what Vince McMahon is saying right now is not necessarily an indication that anything to that end is happening right now. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't even know quite yet how much there is to say more other than to just speculate who could be sold to and what could change and who could not. We don't really know, but 
what this does now officially signal is the potential end of the McMahon era. And uh, well, potentially, I mean, in, at least in terms of ownership, I don't yes. think that WWE being bought by NBC Universal suddenly Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, Paul Levesque would not have major. Like, I don't think they would just shake up the structure of the way WWE operates. You were right. That, that was, uh, you know, that that event, we talked about that even a year or so ago that, hey, if WWE got sold, hey, Triple H could still be in charge. Like, that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to change. But I do think the, na- I do just wonder if the nature of this and the way it's played out changes that, uh, considering who is Stephanie taking her leave of absence, coming back after this, being on the board. Like, I don't know what they want to do or not do, but this is re- this is the first time we've ever had Vince actually truly acknowledge something like this. And, and, we kind of brushed over it because of all the other stuff going on, but the the allegations against Vince are still out there. Of and course. He, the board is still asking him to pay $12 million. $12 million to no, up to 20, nearly up to $20 million. Yeah, uh, to, to reimburse the, 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 the payments uh, essentially made to other people or, or something like that. And he has, Vince has said he is c- willing to continue to work to complete that. So just, just to clarify what you're saying, what WWE is basically saying, and this was when Vince in December tried to get his way back in by saying, hey, look, you know, we don't have to do anything crazy, but I do want to be involved. I want to be made executive chairman again. You know, let me come in and, and do this review. And, and they said to him, I mentioned this earlier, they said, we'll welcome you back to help us as a majority shareholder, but we're not going to put you back in the company. So as part of the assurances that the WWE board wanted from Vince, if they were going to allow him to come back and participate in this review, they said, we want, we want to make sure a couple of things for you. Number one, that, you know, you participating in this review is in good faith. Number two, that you are not going to try to uh, take a role within the company, which I already mentioned. He said, go after yourself. Basically, that is exactly what I'm going to do. And then the third part is what you're mentioning, where they said, we want to make sure that you're willing to pay back all these funds because it's money. I'm not, I don't want to use the word embezzled, but it's money that he took out of WWE's coffers to pay for alleged sexual misconduct. And they, we, they, we want to be re- reimbursed for that shit. Yeah. And he basically said, yeah, I'll do that for whatever money insurance doesn't cover. So I just wanted to clarify what you're right. saying. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And it's like it, it, literally a line from the story is. Unless he has direct involvement as executive chairman from the outset of a strategic review, he won't support or approve any media rights deal or sale. So right. even if you're not selling the company, you're starting those media rights negotiations pretty soon. Right. He's ba- he's sabotaging them. He's basically saying, if you guys don't put me back as executive chairman, and first of all, I'm forcing my way back onto the board. Or I'm going to try to force my way back mm-hmm. onto the board. But once I'm there, if you guys don't vote me in as executive chairman, then you could go to Fox and get a billion dollars per year for SmackDown. And you could go to USA Network and get a billion dollars per year for Raw. And I'm still going to turn it down just because I'm not in that role. Yeah. That's which why. again flies in the face of what he said in his press release, which is that I yes. am doing this for the best interest of the WWE shareholders. False. Right. Well, yes. That's false. And, and that's also legal reasons he's saying that. The, the Wall Street Journal is citing people familiar with what's going on. Right. Vince is saying what he has to say because, they're, like you said, they're two very different things. And if Vince really is saying, I'm not going to support a media rights deal no matter what you do, then you're opening yourself up to, you know, lawsuits and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Over what she said. So this is, this is crazy. It is. Now, look, we could talk more about this 
it still needs to develop. Um, you know, maybe I'll try to find a, a business expert if one exists out there with heavy knowledge of wrestling to kind of join the show and, and maybe dive into this as the process unfolds. But Chris, there's another major conversation piece here. And that is all of the changes that we've been largely thrilled about recently since McMahon's resignation are at least to some degree in danger. Because let's not forget, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan are now in their co-chairman roles. I think Vince McMahon coming in as executive chairman would step over them, but it wouldn't necessarily reduce what their responsibilities are in theory based on what he is saying in his press release. But far more specifically than those two, Stephanie and Khan, Paul Levesque, Triple H, being head of talent and creative. Now, as part of the press release, McMahon said the following, quote, WWE has an exceptional management team in place, and I do not intend for my return to have any impact on their roles, duties, or responsibilities. Now, that would seem to mean that Triple H will remain in his role, and McMahon only plans to serve in this executive chairman capacity, overseeing the business aspects that he mentioned, the media rights negotiation slash a potential sale. And if so, that is at least a relief for the viewer and the WWE fan amid what is almost certainly going to be a tumultuous time behind the scenes. However, as we have seen with Vince McMahon, year after year, decade after decade, it is absolutely impossible to trust that what he will feel one day is the same way he will feel the next day. WWE long operated on the whims of a madman, to quote Speed. And there's no reason to think that a 77-year-old Vince McMahon, who resigned against his will just six months ago, is going to come back and everything will be exactly the way it is now. No, you're right. And I, I keep thinking... On the idea of a sale, like during that long period where we just didn't really like the product and obviously Vince controls all that stuff, the creative, I always wondered, I was like, I feel like the only way WWE as a show could get back in order was to be sold to a media company that would treat it like a media company and not just off of one person's decisions. Turns out... All you had to really do was get Vince McMahon out of there, put somebody else in charge, mm -hmm. and you've got a pretty good show. And that's what we've got now. And <laughs> what what we've gotten over the last six months or so uh, may not be long for this world. I don't know. And remember, and by the way, just think about the, the timing of this. We're yep. about to hit the Royal Rumble. We're going into WrestleMania season right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. This is this is like this is when you want everything moving in the right direction. You've got creative decisions to make. You've got business decisions to make. And you've got the whole fate of the company up in the air right now. Just wild. It, it's wild. It's maddening as someone who has watched and enjoyed this product for decades. I mean, certainly, you know, cycles where I've enjoyed it more and other cycles where I've enjoyed it less. But Chris, I mean... Beyond what we see on TV, and I mean, I can say this factually, having spoken to numerous people, both wrestlers and regular WWE employees, 
The morale right now at WWE has been exceptional since Vince left. And it's only improved month by month. We're not just talking about what it's going to be like backstage at SmackDown Raw and premium live events and is creative going to change and talent or, you know, how are they going to get used? We're talking in Stanford, Connecticut at headquarters, like their morale and how much better things have been for the day-to-day WWE employee. Not to mention, consider all of the wrestlers Triple H just rehired. William Regal got out of his AEW contract and literally started with WWE as vice president of talent development, which little Barry Horowitz, we first reported on Wednesday. How the hell can we believe that Vince could potentially come back and nothing would ultimately change in talent or creative? There's no fucking way I could trust that. Yep. It's, 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 there's really like two different stories here. One is the possibility of a sale, which seems more possible than ever. Like we said, this actually is a good time. And then the other part of the story is Vince McMahon sabotaging the whole thing. Like, look, I I get it. Like his dad founded the company. He bought it from him. Like I'm, there is certainly a part of that, that like, Hey, this is my baby. I want to be the one to make the final call on all or else I'm going to kill it. I mean, that's what he's saying. That, that, that is what he's, that is what he's saying. But you know, I mean, like it goes back to like, we know he didn't want to resign back in well, June. We, we said that at the time, to. of course. Yeah, he didn't want to do it. There were the reports even a couple of months or so ago that he wanted to come back into the company at the time. Uh, he was never going to go away easily. I was shocked that he went away as cleanly as he did at the time. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, it, it took like a month before it finally officially happened. No, it, no, it, it wasn't even that. I mean, he, he resigned and then, yeah, it took a month before he retired. Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. resignation did come relatively quick. Yeah, and then it was just announced in a tweet, and then a, and then a press release, and that was it. And just it was never going to be that easy. And now that there's a lot more money in the line here, and the future's up in the air, Vince is back. It's just that sense of dread, you know what I mean? Like WWE, it seemed like had escaped from the doldrums to some degree, where things were just kind of happening. And yeah, we'd get a bright spot here and there. Not just, and by the way, I'm not just talking about like creative. And how much match time we get Mm -hmm. on TV and which wrestlers are being featured. It's the totality of everything. Like Clash at the Castle. Now, now, that was booked, you know, by Vince. Like they they were going to do that show. It was planned. But the execution of the show, the momentum that WWE has taken during football season. and, And this is with Raw largely being a mediocre to poor show over the last month, right? But WWE, we talked about it every year, you and I, Chris. It flounders during football season. It usually just throws its hands up and says, eh, whatever, do your thing. And then when January comes and the NFL kind of moves away from Monday nights, it kicks back into gear for Royal Rumble and then WrestleMania season. And here we are. We're approaching, like you you said this earlier, we're approaching the Royal Rumble. We're approaching WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is on this all-time run as champion. Sami Zayn is the hottest thing in the entire company. The women's division is being built up. Charlotte Flair just returned. Cody Rhodes is on his way back. Like, this should be a time of further positive momentum for WWE. And then Vince McMahon comes in here five days into the new year, pulls down his pants and takes a shit on the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't really know how much left there is to really say. We laid it out. It's a crazy situation. We do not know what the heck is going to happen. This has popped into my head. We We've said for a while, like, 
hey, WWE's done done some pretty frequent make goods with Fox. You know, keeping Roman on Fox, loading mm-hmm. up, loading up the the New Year's Eve-ish episode last Friday. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to really sweeten that that pie to be like, hey, Fox, in case you're interested in buying the company, like, here's what we got for you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Here's what we got for you. The return of Mr. McMahon. No, John Cena. What do I'm you mean? What, Cena already saying, came back. I'm saying what we got on the 30th. I'm just wondering, hey, is WB trying to like provide a little extra more for Fox at the moment to make them in, interested in buying the company? Because of what's going on. Right oh, now. I see what I you're saying. Know. No, I, I think that was purely like literal. I, I honestly believe that was purely John Cena has a streak to keep up. So let's do it. Oh, and SmackDown is scheduled for Tampa. Let's have him wrestle on that show. Like it. I just think it all came together and was. Yeah, you might be. I'm just I'm just yeah. spitballing. And, and on this, la- you know, we can wrap just, up. I'm just way. saying like I'm just saying like if you do sell the company. It, it, we don't know for sure. I don't think like Fox said, would be the buyer. They, they may not want to buy it because look, Fox yeah. is Fox just sold off its whole movie division to Disney. And yeah. Everything. Like they're 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 only in news and sports right now. And I don't know if owning the company versus having the broadcast rights of the company is something they would want to do. NBC's the other option. It could just be some conglomerate company of some other kind that wants to do it. So I, I don't know. I don't know. There, there's a lot of different possibilities. I really only see three potential buyers for WWE. Uh, one of them is NBC Universal, which is it by far makes the most sense. I mean, they've been there forever. Great relationship. It's already on Peacock. Like, you know, as long as they hit the number, it would make the most sense. Disney is certainly another option. They're just trying to acquire everything they possibly can. And WWE would certainly fit under their umbrella. Don't forget Disney, ABC, ESPN, all one company. So now all of a sudden you have ESPN support for wrestling. You could even throw a show on ESPN or ESPN2. I mean, there's a lot they could do Disney theoretically if they did buy uh, WWE. And the third would be a third-party company that is not in any way related to WWE right now. So we're talking about something like Endeavor, which I believe owns UFC. Um, they could potentially come in and make a purchase and just try to double up on their big time uh, media rights. But again, they're not a streaming service. And really what Vince McMahon said in that release is he's talking about a media company slash streaming service purchasing WWE. And when it comes to that, I really do not think Fox is a legitimate or would be a legitimate bidder. To me, it would be NBC, Universal and Disney. Those are really the only two. Yeah. The thing that like, and the other thing is that like, all of those broadcast companies, their stocks are way down over the last like year yeah. or two because streaming, they are blowing billions of dollars on streaming. And we, we don't need to fully turn this into a business pot or something like that. But, you know, there's been talk. Some people want Disney to spin off ESPN. You know, like there's so many different possibilities. Not like media consolidation is kind of happening right now or could be happening soon. Some of these streaming companies may end emerging together because they're just not working on their own. Mm-hmm. That's not, like you said, that's not the time when you want to buy something as big as WWE to run it. So No, it's a good point because don't forget, WWE is not some $500 million company. This is a multi-billion dollar company. That expenditure yeah. is going to be enormous for mm-hmm. one of these companies to take in. So even with what Vince McMahon saying, you and I have both agreed with it being accurate, that this is the time yeah. to seek a, a purchase of WWE. I think we're aligned on that. Mm-hmm. Just because it's the right time does not mean it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because if someone comes in and they're like, yeah, we'll give you $2 billion, And they're like, well, no, we're worth five, six, seven billion. Go F yourself. Then they're not going to sell the company. So 
it's a it's a crazy uh, time. Uh, uh, absolutely. I wish I had a better adjective. It's a fucked situation, man. It it, it, it really is. It really is like a jaw dropping. Yes, yeah. for words. Not jaw dropping in that it's unexpected, but jaw dropping that it's actually happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like we can see this happening. Like again, if you do the if you do the Logan Roy comparisons, you're like, oh yeah, of course this is happening. Like, what, if if Succession did not exist, what the hell would we compare? Uh, you would to? compare it to Fox, um, the media company with Rupert Murdoch. The Murdoch, well, right? But that's what Succession is based on. But most right. people don't know what that is. So it, it's mm. well, wait, well, I don't know if we'd have a catch. We, it would, would it be like the big short Wolf of Wall Street, something like that? I don't know. No, like, no, no, <laughs> no, Trying no, to no, think no. of like, I'm just trying to think of like, you're saying like a, like a media, like a, like a, piece, a movie or a television show or. Yeah. Yeah. We all, we all, we all jump back to succession. Uh, There's definitely reason. something there. Um, I can't pinpoint it right now. What it would be other than succession. The problem is succession is such an, like, I don't want to say apples to apples, but it's pretty it freaking close it is. of a comparison to W. It's almost like the writers of succession took Fox and Rupert Murdoch and then took the WWE structure, merged them into one, and made Waystar Royco, and, and that's you, what the show is on. You know what the you know what the, the the real succession ending to this WWE story would be. Shane McMahon comes back and buys a company with some big investors or something like that. Shane, uh, Shane being the one on the outside coming yeah, in, yeah, being on the outside theoretically in, would be it. Yes, the 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 the, the Kendall Roy of it all. Yeah, that, I mean Shane. Guy. Shane partners up with Dana White and they go to Endeavor and they make a pitch and then Endeavor uh, buys the company. I don't know if you want to team up with Dana White. At of course you moment, don't, but, but I'm just, of course yes. you don't. I mean, you want to talk about someone on the level of Vince, you know, in yeah. sports, Dana White is that person. And I'm saying that from the most yeah. negative way I possibly can. Um, mm -hmm. Fuck that guy too. Look, we don't mean to do a lot of cursing on the show, but a little worked up here with everything that's going on. Chris, look, uh, wild situation here, right? To start off. 2023. Let, let's get out of here on this, okay? Because I actually tweeted this right before we started recording. So we did our 2022 year in review episode. And you guys, the listeners, the getting overheads, effusive in your praise. I appreciate your tweets and DMs, how much you guys loved it. Some of you said, I don't care if future years aren't as busy as 2022. You need to do this every year. It's a great show. The, the listens and downloads of it have been fantastic. Love you guys. But Chris, we thought 2022 was the wildest year in professional wrestling history. We are five days into 2023, okay? Already, Shinsuke Nakamura contracted to WWE, wrestled the great Muda for Pro Wrestling Noah on New Year's Day. Sasha Banks, now Mercedes Monet, debuted for New Japan Pro Wrestling and may well debut for AEW next Wednesday. We'll get into that later. We will. Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom may have had the match of the year four days into the year on January 4th. William Regal rejoined WWE in his vice presidential role or in a new vice presidential role. And now the fifth day of the new year, Vince McMahon declares that he will return to WWE. Again, it has been five days. If the rest of the year goes like this, I don't even know that we're going to make it to the end of this year. Yeah, this, this year has got to chill out a little bit. It, it's it's been intense both this other things going on in our lives in our lives just yeah. just a lot just a lot man. It, it's absolutely wild you know chris you and i jumped on to do this instant reaction i do need to get the mark henry sound drop because that's what we do here on the getting over wrestling podcast we give you instant reactions for major news we give you instant analysis for pay-per-views we talk wwe aew and beyond every week here 
on the show. So if you happen to be a first time listener, wherever you're listening to the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, do not forget to hit that subscribe button. Become a member of the Getting Over Universe. Become a Getting Overhead. We would greatly appreciate you joining the family on the way out. Allow me to remind you that this podcast. So head on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop those five-star ratings on Apple. Leave a five-star written review. Let everyone know why you listen to the show. Tell them why they should subscribe. Maybe mention the fact that we do these awesome instant reaction podcasts as a reason. Also, do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Getting Overcast for episode drops, news analysis, highlights, and so much more. Thank you to Vintage Chris Manini for jumping on late in this evening for us to tape this instant reaction show for him. This is the Silver King, Adam Silverstein, signing off and leaving you with just three final words. Bye for now.